Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Last, was it August the 8th? Just looking at my Twitter feed here. I tweeted this, hey class, so you're not literally joined at the hip with your mobile phone? Try this. Leave your phone in your car while you run a 5 to 10 minute errand. Suspect most folks will not be able to make it 20 yards before heading back for their techno pacifier. If that's you, seek help. All right, so there was, there was a lot of reaction to that. Serious and not so serious. And several people emailed me to Roy at RoyGreenShow.com, and we've heard the scenario before, that people will actually text each other when they're in the same room. They'll be sitting at the same table, and they text each other. So I understand, I just learned a new word. I understand the word is fubbing, P-H-U-B-B-I-N-G, fubbing. And according to my guest, Dr. David Greenfield, founder of the Center for Internet and Technology Addiction and an assistant clinical professor of psychiatry at the University of Connecticut School of Medicine in Farmington, Connecticut, whose new book, um, Overcoming Internet Addiction for Dummies, is going to be released on September the 8th, According to uh, Dr. Greenfield, it's an uncomfortable feeling when behavior is not predictable. When someone is in a room with us and is on the phone, we feel like we're in an unsafe situation on a primitive level. Dr. Greenfield, thank you very much for, for taking the time. I mean, we, I think we've all, over time, run into situations, perhaps increasingly, where the phone is primary to the person we're spending time with or the people we're with, primary over us. Yeah. Well, that's the problem with it. And that, you know, what people don't realize is that it's not equivalent. So when you send that text to the person in the same room or even somebody elsewhere, it's not really an equivalent form of communication similar to a verbal interaction or a physical one. And people think that it's sort of you can substitute them, but you really can't. It doesn't provide the same neurobiological and nutritive factors that help people feel whole and healthy. Uh, technology and, uh, and mobile phone addiction, is it addictive in the traditional sense of the word? Yeah. I mean, all addictions are the same. They all involve certain pathways in the limbic system of the brain. And the part of the brain that gets addicted doesn't really know what the substance or behavior is that's causing it to have elevations of dopamine. Now, that doesn't mean that a heroin addiction is equivalent to a smartphone addiction or an internet addiction, because we don't have the same level of mortality that we see with drugs. However, the craving and the desire to get that repeated hit and that repeated pleasure response is exactly the same thing. Okay. I was surprised at the response my tweet received, not just on Twitter, but in email, because Twitter gives you 240 characters. Email lets you go on and on forever. And I received quite a few of these on and on forever emails, and one person wrote this. It's rude behavior, but the person who's being rude 
doesn't realize they're being rude. They're just using their phone, and that's what they do. And when the, yeah. when the tables are turned, they feel like they're being behaved rudely toward, but the person who is actually using the phone in that scenario doesn't feel like they're being rude. It's just accepted behavior, isn't it, to the person yeah, who's doing I think, it? I, I, I think that's exactly true. And when all this started, you know, smartphones only about 12 years old. Yeah, 13 exactly. Years so when it first started, the the dominant rule for social interaction was that it was rude to be on a phone. But now it's kind of reversed in the opposite direction. And it gives the illusion that you can be in two places at once, but you really can't be. So when you're doing one thing, you're really not present to whatever else you're doing. So why have phones become, and wider technology as well, why have they become such a life partner for so many? Well, I think in part, we don't realize that our phones have conditioned us to have that reward on a regular basis, where literally the phone is a portable dopamine pump. And we don't realize that all of the service providers and all of the technology behind the phone is really designed for one thing and one thing only, and that's to keep your eyes on that screen, because that's how they sell your data and how they sell you products and services. Now, I know you get into this, uh, or you when the book's out in September the 8th, Overcoming Internet Addictions for Dummies. I know you'll get into this, but let me ask you, what are some of the more extreme phone addiction behaviors that you've come across? Well, obviously, the most extreme is that, you know, you sleep with the phone under your pillow, you sleep with it <laughs> next to your head, you don't go to the bathroom without it, you take it with you when you walk your baby or your dog. In other words, you're never without it. You always have it with you. And the, and the most extreme, of course, is that you're spending a huge amount of time. I mean, if you spend three hours a day on it, it's equivalent to about 10 years of your life. If you spend six, year, six hours a day, it's equivalent to about 20 years of your life if you start using it when you're young and you live till about 80. So what we don't realize is how much time it eats without realizing how much time you're on it. So do you think there are people who would be able to do without human partnership or companionship uh, more easily than they could do without their phone companionship? Well, initially, they might feel that way. They might feel like that's all they need is their phone. But I think they'll find out pretty soon that it's not enough, that it doesn't provide the sustenance on a social and biological level that we all need. We are social creatures. And um, the thing about the phone and social media, for instance, is that it gives the illusion that you're socially connecting. But social media isn't really social in the traditional sense. It's really a marketing platform. Mm -hmm. And the only reason why it exists is because it can sell marketing and advertising. So I know there are people across this country now. We have a lot of listeners in the United States. We have listeners all over the world because of the online capabilities. So here we are with technology helping yeah. us to get a wider audience globally. But there are people who are looking at each other right now, pointing a finger at each other and saying, that's you. That is you. That's you they're talking about. What are some of the most fundamental strategies to reduce phone addiction? Yeah, I mean, I think they're, they're not really that complicated. I mean, one of the, the, the first thing is you have to become aware of how much time you're spending on it. So you have to use the apps that will track your usage, whether they're provided by the phone manufacturer or your service provider, or you buy some external uh, app or software. But you've got to have the feedback to know how much time you're on, because we all dissociate or time distort when we're on our screen. So you can't change anything unless you know that you have that feedback. 
So, and then set a goal in terms of how much time you really want to devote to this little box, because the one thing we can't get more of is time. That's the only thing that is precious enough to warrant making changes. Otherwise, you're going to be wasting that time that you never get back. The other thing is think about your values. What do you what do you really value in your life? And does the phone enhance your ability to access those values? Does it really meet the needs of what you want in terms of your life, whether that be social relationships or work or school or what have you? By the way, most of the time people spend on these devices has nothing to do with productivity. Well, no, I don't doubt that. <laughs> I don't doubt that. You in the book... Um... Uh, overcoming Internet Addiction for Dummies, you will be describing positive relationships with technology. Give us an example, please. Of course. Yeah, of course. It's not an all. It's not all or none. We're not. I'm not a Luddite. I'm not suggesting you got to throw the thing out. That's not going to happen. I mean, I'm talking to you on my smartphone right now. It's more about just setting limits and having a more moderated, sustainable relationship with your technology so it doesn't take over your life. And you don't. You can have more balance. I remember having a conversation with a very serious conversation with a highly intelligent individual when we switched from flip phones to smartphones, and that person said to me, "What a gimmick! What a gimmick! Nobody's going to use these things to to get them through their day. It'll never catch on." I'm keeping my flip Uh phone. Well, I don't know. I don't know whether there was a grain of truth in that because flip phones are coming back. I understand, but but there was that well, attitude. Yeah, they right? are because yeah. people are. Some people are feeling like they don't have control over their smartphone, right, right. so they want a more low tech option. Give us something to take away. You know, I, I think the most important thing is to remember that the smartphone is a tool to use and not something to be used by it. In other words, you have to control your technology so it doesn't control you. Yeah. You have no doubt that among our listeners across the country, in the United States and globally right now, you have no doubt there are people whose lives, if they're not controlled by their smartphone technology, pretty close, eh? Yes, I have absolutely no doubt. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.